Welcome to the Getting Weird Podcast with Christine and Daria. On today's podcast, we'll be talking about eating from your intuition. And we'll talk a little bit more about that in a moment. But first, let's check in. Daria, how's your week been? Uh, Hey, Christine. Yeah, my week's been uh, pretty good. I definitely still am feeling the effects of quarantine and find myself poking around a lot more on social media than I ever have in my life. I've been on Facebook more than I've How's been How's that working since... for you? Yeah, it's not great. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think I'm just lonely or not even lonely because I'm very lucky that I have my husband and my dog with me. I know some people don't have anybody, but It just feels like this time of year is when you would start going to lots of hangouts and concerts. It's just, it feels like the time of year where you come out of your cocoon and Mm -hmm. start engaging with the world again. And we just haven't really been doing that this year. And I think I'm craving that connection with just other people and community. And so in some ways, having the social media is kind of nice because I can connect with people, but then it's not nice when I just stay up really late, just scrolling. (laughs) Yeah, the mindless scrolling. It's weird because people are on edge. People have a lot of fear. They want to vent that fear. So Mm -hmm. it's definitely a weird time. And it's especially now we're kind of right transitioning from safe at home order, at least in Colorado, to safer at home. So people are starting to kind of venture out, but then you see people who are giving other people a hard time for not wearing masks or just people getting mad about other things that seem completely unrelated. It's just that fear mentality and we're missing that trying to be compassionate to each other and still keep that friendliness to each other. Yeah. Um, And so it's funny you brought that up because I had an incident over the weekend. I was harassed by someone. Actually, Aaron and I were both harassed. We went to the park on Saturday and we got there and we were hanging out. They have these long tables that are underneath the pavilion. And one of us was at either end kind of the table and we were hanging out, distanced. But there was like people in the park. There was like six people playing volleyball. People were congregating everywhere. Hardly anyone was wearing a mask. We had our masks down because we were eating. And this guy was lurking. He kept walking past us and staring at us. And he was kind of being creepy. So finally, I was like, can I help you, sir? He was clearly a little unstable. I think he might have been drunk or on something. But he was like, what are you guys doing here? You want people to die. Where's your mask? He's like, how many people have to die before you get it? And I was like, sir, of course we don't want anyone to die. We both work in healthcare. We actually help people from Not die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he just wouldn't leave. I mean, he was really harassing us. And he was kind of swaying back and forth. So I don't know. It sh- I mean, it shook us both up because he was very aggressive. He was mean. He was just spewing hate at us when he doesn't even know us. Yeah. And we're six feet apart. And there's well, no one else around. It's a weird time, too, because the guidelines on what to do aren't really clear. And so as soon as, you know, Governor Polis released the safer at home order, 
And he said, okay, it's okay now for you to see your friends and family members that you don't live with. So it's not that did the disease suddenly change. It's just that he decided that, you know, and I, I think Governor Polis is, you know, great. I don't have any issue with him. It's just funny how the rule changed. So now we're all like, oh, okay, this is okay now. But it's been such a huge shift, at least for me yesterday. I went for a run and I was wearing my mask and I felt weird because no one else on the trail was wearing a mask. And I felt like people were, and this is me just projecting, but I felt like all the maskless people were looking at me like, oh, this lady's like not with the times and she's just being crazy and still wearing a mask or something because no one else was. And it was such a huge shift from just even the week before. And so... I don't know. There's so many different theories now. You know, a lot of people are saying, well, we have to kind of reemerge and see what's going to happen. We can't just stay in quarantine forever. The purpose of quarantine was to reduce the load in hospitals. And if we're reintroducing in a controlled way, the hope is that we can maintain that reduction of burden on hospitals. I can see both sides really easily. I'm right in the middle on all of this stuff. I see it from both angles. The impact on people's mental health and everything that's happening economically and the burdens on families right now, it's just insane. And we also can't live in a bubble. It's hard to see expressions when you're wearing a mask. We need that. Our mirror neurons need to see facial expressions of other people to emotionally process what they're saying to us. This weekend, I just got whacked in the face with this branch, and I thought it was going to leave a mark across my mouth because it just whacked me right in the lip. And I wondered, oh, is that going to leave a big mark? And then next week, because I've started seeing some patients in clinic again, I thought, oh, I'm going to have to explain to patients what happened to my face. And then (laughs) I realized, oh, wait, no, I don't have to because no one's going to see my face because I'm going to have the mask on. And in a weird way, it was really relieving. And I don't know if you've experienced this at all, but there is something, I don't want to say nice, but it feels sort of protected to have a mask on so that you almost don't have to engage with other people or (laughs) deal with other people. That sounds horrible, but... It's horrible. It's horrible, but I think... I could see, I could see people continuing to wear masks, you know, even after this thing is all over. Maybe the pretense would still be a health thing, but I think maybe people kind of like the anonymity it gives them in some weird way. I, I honestly think it really separates us further. We have in our brain a mechanism where when we see someone's emotional facial expression, we make that expression in our own face slightly so that we can empathize with them, so that we can put ourselves in their, in their shoes and mm-hmm. communicate with them effectively. And with a mask, you can't see that. I just don't, yeah, I'm, not, but, I'm not an anti-masker, I think. But maybe, very appropriate. but maybe if you're a highly sensitive person and you over-empathize with people, the mask is a nice oh. break. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't yeah. know. I'm just making a conjecture here, but <laughs> you know, masks have become this sort of style thing all of these people have all different kinds of cool masks and i could see them sticking around for a while i don't know we'll see what happens but that's my theory mm. 
I hope not. <laughs> Obviously, I don't want to keep wearing a mask forever, but I think there's some some attraction to it for certain people. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Anonymity, for sure. Well, shall we talk about what we came here to talk about? Oh, wait, I haven't yeah. checked in with you. What's your check-in? I just finished this um, the Yoga Nidra teacher training. I finished that. I graduated from that on Saturday. So Woo! I'm actually, you know, actually, they don't call it a Yoga Nidra teacher, but you're actually a, a guide. So I'm mm-hmm. now certified to guide. So I'm really excited about that. And I've been writing some scripts and I'm really into it. I've definitely been more into just doing a lot of spiritual practices and trying not to worry as much about everything. And like that interaction I had with that man on Saturday, it did trigger me a little bit. And you know, we were talking about how, like I saw that guy dumping the trash into the creek and yeah. I was like, should I say something? Because when you say something, it actually pushes someone further in the the opposite direction than you want yeah than you want to achieve with them so I was thinking about the parallel of like that interaction and then this guy seeing me as that person dumping trash into the creek yeah like it was almost like a role reversal thing Mm -hmm. and so I really tried to just be with everything that bubbled up for me I've just been trying to do a few more spiritual practices which goes along with what I said last week I'm just really hunkering down into this, my spiritual practice to like save my sanity right now. I long to be just like the dude in the Big Lebowski, you know, just totally be okay with not being able to work, hanging out. (laughs) Anywho, should we talk about (laughs) food? Let's talk about food. Let's talk about food. Yeah. So this week, Uh, We did a little experiment where we were going to ask our body what foods felt appropriate and try and eat intuitively. I actually found this experiment to be the hardest one we've done so far because it was hard for me to decide what was my intuition and what was just a craving and Mm -hmm. are those different. My conclusion was that If you are out of balance, if your body's very out of balance, for example, you've been really stressed, you haven't been sleeping, you've been on a bender and drinking a lot or something like that, you're going to crave things that aren't necessarily what you need because your, your body's coming from a state of imbalance. And then maybe if you really asked your body and took a moment to really intuitively ask what do I need right now? You might get something different than what you're craving. But for me, I tried to just go with what I felt like I intuitively wanted. But the other difficulty was that you're not always in a situation where you can just decide what you want to eat in the moment. For example, right now we're in quarantine. So you're trying to go to the grocery store less. And what you have in your fridge is just what you have to work with sometimes. And sometimes you're not just going to run out to the grocery store anyway, even if you're not in quarantine. And B, sometimes you have to pack your lunch, like if I'm back in clinic, and whatever I packed is what I'm going to eat, even if I don't feel like it. And thirdly, sometimes you're just out somewhere and you go to this place and they have a limited number of things you can choose from. So you can't always have a salad, you know, or you can't always have a burrito. (laughs) 
but overall I felt like it was a good experiment and I I did notice that I felt more satisfied when I was able to eat what I felt like I intuited. I didn't feel like I needed dessert or something else. It was interesting to see how my body responded to the next thing I would intuitively want. So for example, if I was really craving some Mexican food or something that was more rich and starchy, then the next thing I would crave would be something lighter because it didn't feel good to eat heavy starchy things one after the other or really flavorful things one after the other so then I would crave something more bland or intuitively want something more bland. I also noticed other things like depending on the climate it really affected what I wanted so I don't usually drink coffee in the morning but lately it's been mistier and cloudier and moister the last few mornings and coffee I think is really drying and Mm -hmm. it felt really good to have some coffee on those days because I feel like it balanced out the environment and another example of something is every now and then I would crave or intuitively want a glass of wine or a beer And it was just a nice summer day and we were sitting outside on our patio and a nice crisp cold beer was just exactly the right thing, but not four or five beers. (laughs) Yeah. It just was interesting to just listen to my body and say, okay, I just wanted this one and I feel okay with that or two. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of different issues that people have around food. And this made me wonder how much of those issues are related to the stress of having to decide what to eat? Because we all know that stress creates all kinds of pathology in the body. And so if I was going to eat something and in my head, I was thinking, oh, I shouldn't eat this. This is bad for me, but I'm just going to anyway. And then that's the state that my body is in when I consume that food. My body is stressed. It's not in a state to digest. And so I'm going to probably not have a good gut reaction to it. Right. But if I'm approaching the food like, oh, this is what my body wants right now and needs right now. And this isn't what I'm going to eat for the rest of my life. It's just something I'm going to enjoy and then move on with my life. Then I can digest and relax and have a better reaction to the food. So that's my theory. How did you know that that food was what you were supposed to have? I tried a couple different things. So there's a woman who we used to work with at our old clinic who was very intuitive. And she had shown me how you hold the food and you kind of, you close your eyes and ask, is this what I want or not? So I tried that and that didn't work for me as much. Maybe just because I didn't want to, I wasn't able to always hold the food, you know, if we were going to go get Oatmeal or something. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to hold a mushy ball of oatmeal in my hand. And then if you go ahead and prepare the oatmeal, then you hold it and, you know, you decide, oh, this isn't what I want. You're not just going to throw it away, you know? So it had to be something beforehand. So I would just sit for a moment, not even very long, and just say, what do I feel like right now? What sounds right right now? And whatever came up for me, that's what I would have. So sometimes it would be a smoothie and sometimes it would be a cookie and sometimes it would be pizza and sometimes it would be a salad. 
And it was really interesting because it was so different all the time. And on Sunday night, we got takeout pizza. And that night, I pizza just felt like the right thing to have. And it felt so good. But then the next two days, I just had all this leftover pizza that I just kept eating. But it didn't feel like the mm-hmm. right thing to eat. But it was just there and, you know, looked good. So I get right, you don't want to waste food. Yeah, I don't want to just throw it away. And, you know, it definitely wasn't the thing that I wanted at the moment, but I didn't die. You, you <laughs> it didn't was, feel, I your body felt okay. I didn't feel as good as when I ate it that mm-hmm. first night. I think that having the need to then always obsessively be eating to your intuition defeats the purpose. You have to have right. some leeway there. Right. It's just another weird control thing. It can be, it can turn into that, which isn't very good for people with like eating disorders or recovering from eating disorders and things like that. And I think almost all people, and I should say almost all women probably have some control issue around food just because of our societal pressures to look a certain way, to weigh a certain amount. It it's just the way that most of us are raised to control your food intake. Maybe in younger generations, that's not as true, but definitely in our generation and the generations before us, women have learned to not eat as much or to eat certain things so that they can quote, maintain their figure or to, to feel guilty if they overindulge. And probably a lot of men too. A lot of men. Yeah. Yeah. I've known a lot of men who have, if not, certifiable like borderline eating disorders and a lot of it's just how you're raised and your how your parents treat food so much stuff we could get we could get into with familial eating patterns and things like that I remember when I was a kid and sometimes my parents would fight at the dinner table and you're just like trying to eat your food but your nervous system is just like because there's so much tension at the table yeah I think having gone through some gut issues myself It really makes me wonder how much of these issues are just stress and the stress around food certainly doesn't help. And it's so confusing now what to eat. Oh, should I eat keto or should I be vegetarian or should I be low carb or should I be paleo or should I do some other elimination diet or an allergy-friendly diet or autoimmune paleo. And there's so many things that people say you should and shouldn't eat. And a lot of times they're completely opposite of another diet that claims to be the best diet. So I think the value of the eating intuitively is that you don't have to try and conform to someone else's beliefs or what's worked for somebody else. It gives you the opportunity to change because in the dead of winter, you probably do want more like hearty, fatty, rich foods. That's almost more like a keto diet. But then in the summer, you probably want something lighter and fresher and crisper. That's maybe some other diet, like a Mediterranean diet. You know, we got that Ayurveda book that's about eating seasonally. But even now I'm realizing just following along to her recommendations of what to do in the season 
isn't always right for me either because everybody's so different that I might need more substancy foods because I'm a, in a different place personally than I would be some other time in the season. So, yeah. And here in Colorado, our seasons really aren't as clear cut because we have these, it's like this in between seasons for like the whole season, you know, mm-hmm. we're, we'll probably, you know, here it is mid-May, we'll still get another snowstorm most likely before the end of spring. My experience with this is not very reliable because I was coming off of the cleanse. I started eating a more normal diet. I didn't eat carbs all week. I just wanted carbs. So I've been eating a lot of carbs and that feels really good for me. But I, I mean, I was using probably more of mindful eating practices versus intuitive eating. And I ate slowly and Mm. and mindfully. I tried not to eat in front of the TV. Yeah. Yeah. Even those sort of things, at least for me personally, I've, I've seen in myself that I'll create control issues around that as well. Like I'll say, oh, I'm going to eat mindfully now. And then if I do just get home late and just want to zone out and eat my sandwich in front of the TV, I feel so guilty about it. <laughs> and, you know, and I think we want to do things as much as we can right away and then we burn out on it. So the idea of, okay, well, maybe I'll just eat one meal a day mindfully. It seems like, oh, then I'm failing, but it's just, you know, over time, you'll probably learn to prefer eating mindfully. Have you been practicing mindful eating? Is there anything else you've been doing other than, you know, not watching TV? Uh, Definitely chewing more slowly, chewing bites to the point that you're actually supposed to for optimal digestion. So at least 20 times per bite. I'm not counting, but I'm trying to chew, chew my food a little bit longer. I heard that too, but then I think about a wild human and a starving wild human, just like, ah. Yeah, but they're not (laughs) chewing their food 20 times. So I don't know. I wonder how important that is, but it probably helps you digest better. Sure. Yeah, I'm sure it's a little bit easier on your stomach and everything. Uh, so yeah, I've been chewing, chewing food, just eating a little slower. Food in general tastes so good. Still right now, if I eat like a blueberry, I'm like in ecstasy just because I had such a, I don't want to say a bland diet through the cleanse, but it was vegetables and meats and beans and not really many spices or oils and fats. It was a very low fat cleanse. I, I, I didn't do very well with that. So I've been eating a lot more fats and carbs and it's interesting. I haven't wanted any sugar, sugary things like cookies or anything, but fruit tastes amazingly sweet to me. I actually had a fig and the fig was too sweet. I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's definitely also a seasonal thing. I think that fruit is so good right now. It's just, juicy and crisp and flavorful. It just feels like the right thing to have right now. So good. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Do you think you're going to keep doing your mindful eating? No. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I just want to live my life. Like I've got, there's so many things, you know, right now that we're dealing with mentally trying to put pressures on how, how it 
I'm approaching food is just not at the top of my list right now. Just try to make healthy choices, not beat myself up if I don't. This is one thing I do want to stick with eating when I'm not stressed out. Sometimes you, we might be stressed out and you have to eat. Like you're talking about like taking your lunch to work. You have the specific time you have to eat. You might get some bad news or you ha might have this interaction before you eat that kind of stirs you up emotionally. It's really not a good time to eat. I would say it's better, at least for my body, to not eat when I'm stressed out versus eat any, like force myself to eat. You know, a lot of people stress eat. Mm -hmm. That's their way of dealing with stress is eating something because it's a comfort. Sure. So yeah. So I wonder if that's probably something to try and avoid or just something to not worry about right now either. <laughs> yeah. I'm just happy to be eating food. I'm happy to have the freedom of choice again. I know that there's that like the, the freedom of choice paradox where you can get decision fatigue, but I, for me, just having options again. I'm so grateful. Every, every plate in front of me, I'm just, thank God I can eat what I want. I have access to fresh produce and, you know, fresh organic produce. I'm so lucky. Maybe even just saying grace. Maybe that's what I'll do from now on. Just be thankful. Yeah. Gratitude's always good. You know, this conversation is just making me realize how heavy of a concept food is. It's just got so many levels. It's an emotional thing for people. It's a, it's so much more than just sustenance. And your experience with before, when you were in your cleanse, you were getting nutrients and you, you could survive on that, but you were missing so much in your life. And food is how we interact with people. We gather around the dinner table and it's our culture. I mean, we talk culturally. about food. We take photos of our food. We like to share what we're making and yeah, it's totally cultural. It's fascinating actually. And I think what I'm going to take away from this is I like having the tool of intuitive eating. It's kind of fun to say, what do I feel like? And just seeing if I can access that or not, and if I can't, what's close to it and not worry about it if I just have what I have and just, like you said, be grateful and enjoy it. I think that's just the best we can do right now. And that's just good enough. And it good enough is okay. That's my right on. take on it. Yeah. We're just doing the best we can and that's good enough. <laughs> All right. So we wrap this up then. Oh yeah. So should we say what we're going to talk about next week? Yeah. So listeners can follow along. If you have an Oracle or a tarot deck, we're going to be pulling a card each day. We haven't really talked about details. Do you, what do you think Daria? Should we, should we ask a question or should we just pull a card to like see what the day is going to bring? I think what I'm going to do is just in the morning, I'm going to pull a card and maybe just reflect on what that card means to me and try and see if it shows up at all during my day. So it'll be kind of an experiment to see if it's relevant to my day or not. Okay. I will do the same and I'll use an Oracle deck. I'll probably just ask what energy do I need to think about today as I move throughout my day I'll Do it in the morning, or maybe you could even do it the night before for the next day. If that felt more natural to you. 
Sounds good to me. Yeah. Well, thank you everybody so much for tuning in. Make sure. We hope you're doing well. Hope you're staying well. Yes. Let us know if you're also having people yell at you or if you're feeling the need to <laughs> yell at other people. <laughs> we're, we're here to support you uh, either way. <laughs> so yeah, definitely reach out. Make sure you subscribe if you haven't already. And uh, yeah, we hope to hear from you guys. So other and than please, that, if you like the podcast, please drop a five-star rating onto iTunes. That would help us out a lot. And, or just even just sharing the podcast with someone you know who might like it. That would greatly help us out. All right. Well, everybody, stay healthy and all that good stuff. And we'll see you next week. I'm Daria. And I'm Christine. Reminding you to... Get a little weird. Get a little weird. Bye, everybody. See you later. Bye.